0: Welcome to No Judgments Here, the greatest podcasts in the history of podcasts, hmm. and the place for all of your news, reviews, and all that other madness. I'm your host, Mike, and with me as always is the best host in the world, Mister William Hendricks. Yeah. How are you? Short. How are you doing, sir? Short and sweet. sweet. Doing well, Mike. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Good. Good. good.
1: Just so want to, to say, say a
0: happy uh, belated birthday to you, Mike. <laughs> Uh, well, since you. we since we forgot about it, we didn't get to celebrate it properly uh, on the pod or in life. Uh, well, so that's happy true. Birthday. Yeah, well, thank you. you I appreciate it. it. You know, it was a pretty low-key day. Um, you know, when you get to be my age, uh, yeah, you know, with the fact that I don't drink anymore, I really don't do anything. Um, so yeah, I was pretty low-key, <laughs> chilled yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, we went to dinner, went to B-Dubs, and uh, I won't be going back there again you I went don't. to B dubs for your birthday yeah 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 horrible service they're they're they've got a new thing where they bring out meals one at a time so it was weird you know like one of my kids got their meal like a full 20 minutes before like Kathy got hers I was like it why was, are they why are they doing that I don't know I don't know it was so. covid related could be a staffing issue i really don't know okay but interesting it was, it was dumb what you been up to i was just getting uh, used to the uh, the new work life that is my uh uh schedule um, commuting to and from work just trying to get used to it all uh, uh sadly mike i attended my last concert of the year last week uh um, and quite frankly I, I say the year but it, it's probably even more than that I, I mean we got baby number two coming in a hundred days right um, obviously the, the chances of me seeing a concert in the next hundred days are very slim and yeah. then probably seeing a concert for like the first month or two or three after new baby two is here is even probably a, a struggle so I'm, I'm very sad um, concerts are very important in my life and it's it. We're about to go on a very long break. Well, not as long as 2020. That's true.
1: 2020 so, was rough.
0: Yeah, 2020 really? was rough. So just just think of it that way. That you know, it could be 2020 all over again, but it's not going to be. You know, and who knows? You know, there might be a show that pops up. You know, in, in Fayetteville over at George's, or you know, that new place JJ's Live, or whatever. That you might be able to sneak off to, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. You what never happens. know. You never know. That's old faith, my friend. Old. Faith. It's also winter time, which also that's doesn't true. help. Yeah. So you know, but winter down there is not as bad as it is up north. No, definitely not. Huh. I, I found I found myself looking up warrant tour dates all of a sudden. I don't know why. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's always your go to is warrant, <laughs> warrant. <laughs> You know, of all the bands that are out there, it's <laughs> gotta be Warren. It's like, let me see what Warren's doing. I, well, I've, I've had like, I've had like three chances to see Warren over the last year, and I skipped all of them. So, as much as I talk about Warren, it appears I don't, so, miss, I don't like them enough to go see them in concert. That's what I was just getting ready to say. So, for being a super fan, you're really not a super fan. Yeah, I mean, it's, you're, it's, you're. It's tough without Jamie Lane. You're a it's poser. It. Yeah. Well, well, you know, there's no genuine. It's, it's still four fits of the band, as I like to tell people. It's four fits of the band, but that one right. missing piece is pretty, kind of a key piece. Pretty yeah. key piece. But then again, you know, we go and see Alice Chains every chance we can. Yeah. And, you know, there again, there's, you know, that's not the original lead singer. Well, the thing I would say is that Alice Chains, to me, are still a relevant band who make albums that people listen to. And Warrant yeah. is not that. But then there's the people that claim that Alice and Chains is not really Alice and Chains. Sure. it's I not mean, all the original members. Right. And that's, that's just a silly argument. It is. It's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Anyhow, we could probably get into a tangent and talk about this for quite a while, but we have a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot. Yeah. So I think we should get started with the news. And Let's you sent me you sent me an interesting thing tonight. Well, you sent it in our group chat. Tell me about it. What was that? <laughs> That's a great question. The fuck did I send in the group chat? Um... They had like Metallica and Pearl Jam and Royal Blood and Twenty One Pilots. What was oh, that? So yeah, so we got European festivals um, oh. are 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 going bananas, um, and we talked about this a few months ago with that seven day long hell fest Uh um, and some other festivals. I think download festival we talked about, but uh, so today, what was that? Pink pop? Uh, Pink pop announced a a festival. I, I, I don't know their location. Um, I want to say Belgium, but I could be wrong on that. Let me see if I can look it up real quick. Uh, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. But they, they announced it's, it's not a great lineup overall, but it's like, The top of each day is amazing. Like uh, on Friday night, you got Metallica and 21 Pilots. Uh, On Saturday night, which to me is an absolute cream dream, uh, you have Pearl Jam, The Deftones, and Royal Blood. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's amazing. And then on Sunday, you have uh, Imagine Dragons and Queens of the Stone Age uh, headlining. Um, also, The Pretty Reckless is lower on the bill on Friday night with Metallica, I think, but pretty awesome. Um, and Rockworker keeps on announcing bands. They, they do the slow announce, uh, yeah. but so far, they're, they are also Pearl Jam. They're also Metallica, 21 Pilots, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Faith No More. Uh, they also announced Imagine Dragons today. Uh, so these, these European festivals in 2022 are just... Absolutely bonkers, crazy good. Yeah. Um, pink pop, pink pop, pink pop is in the Netherlands. Belgium's in the Netherlands, right? I don't know. Okay. I don't know my European geography. Isn't the Netherlands, uh, Belgium, Finland, and Sweden, country. and it's Norway? A, it, the Netherlands is a country, dude. Is it? Yes. Ah, damn it! We should have saved this for uh, what was that? What's that <laughs> game that uh, <laughs> me and Murray are trying to play? Uh, vocabulary. Yeah. Then what do you think the... what do you think it means? I mean it's informally it's Holland. But it's the Netherlands. Mm. Okay. That's where Amsterdam's at Yes sir. Mm. That's the that is the capital of the Netherlands. What the hell was I talking about then? Belgium, that's a country. That's where I make waffles. But aren't those countries <laughs> Sweden and no. Finland they're they're not named something as a group? You know what, it doesn't um, matter. We'll move on.
1: Okay, we'll move on.
0: That's like fifth grade geography. I'm pretty confident they are, but I don't know. Just huh. making stuff up. I'm you know, don't. I'm just I'm just gonna Google it. It's it's gonna it's gonna make it's gonna annoy me the rest of the show. Sweden. Um Finland. Scandinavia. Yeah. yeah. I was way off. Yeah, you are. Damn it. All right, Shit. Well, that's that's Norway, Sweden, Denmark. I didn't even have the countries right. Basically, <laughs> I know nothing about Europe except that they have unbelievable, yeah, li- lineups coming uh, for your money in 2022. Hopefully, they all can happen and we're not going through this, bullshit you know, next summer. Time to be, time will tell on that one, but right, yeah, man, it's just just amazing there's another festival called the mad cool festival um, which is in madrid spain um happening uh, right after the fourth of july um it's metallica 21 pilots placebo carly ray jespin thrice fever 333 on a f- uh, that's a wednesday and then on thursday is imagine dragons out on me. killers yep. can you hear me Are we there? Are we there? Hello? Are we live? Did we lose it? Have we lost it? Hello? Check one, two. Check one, two. Check one, two. Well, that was interesting. Yeah, that's poor. That was poor. Anyway, we'll try to we'll try to get back to good here. So anyway, I was talking about the Mad Cool Festival, which right. is happening July 6th through the 9th. Metallica, 21 Pilots, Placebo, uh, Thrice, Fever 333 on the first night, Imagine Dragons, The Killers, Deftones, um, trying to get to bands that we like, Hobo Johnson, Highly Suspect, um, and then on Friday's Muse, Faith No More, Alt-J, Black Pumas, Goodbye June, looking through the smaller bands, and then on Saturday's Kings of Leon, Pixies, Our Boys in Royal Blood, Leon Bridges, so, I mean, pretty awesome lineups out there. Um, yeah, who, who knows? Hopefully I can go to a European festival at some some point. Maybe that should be my goal for 2022 summer just be like fuck concerts i'm gonna go to one well how's that gonna work festival? when you've got well no because you already got tickets to uh yeah in september, september. yeah you're louder in life yes yeah, so i have to so you, have you're, to, gonna throw, have to you're gonna throw you're gonna throw you're gonna throw a european festival in there too Yeah, it's gonna be difficult isn't it uh-huh yeah it's, i think you're crazy it's gonna be difficult it's gonna be difficult. Anyway, we missed a uh, highly. Speaking of highly suspect, we missed highly suspecting concert last week. They were in Tulsa yep. and in Wichita. Uh, yeah. Disappointing, also. Um, I thought about going to the Wichita show, but I just couldn't pull the trigger. I was, mm. I was, I was scared. What were you scared of? I was scared that they were going to play a lot of MCIV, and I did not want to listen that album live. Did you look? Did you look at the set list? I didn't. Okay, cool. I Let's did do it. that. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. That's what I was getting ready to look. Oh, let's see. People. So here's the Wichita show. Uh, So they played 14 songs four songs from MCID, uh, five songs from Mr. Asylum, and three songs from The Boy Who Died Wolf. My name is Human, Seratonia, and Wolf from The Boy Who Died Wolf. Uh-huh. Uh, from Mister Asylum, Twenty Three, Bath Salts, Bloodfeather, Clawed Land, and Vanity. Well, that's not a bad set list. Yeah, that's okay. It's pretty short. I don't fourteen songs. Uh, I wish there'd be more than that. No, uh, from... no, no Lydia in there. I was going to say. I mean, there fourteen songs is a short list, and since we yeah. hated MCID to have four out of the fourteen, that would be tough. Yeah. Well, that's thanks. Yeah. Uh, but I did get to see a concert. We could do the concert review real quick. Yes. Uh, I went and saw Slipknot at the Amp last week. I think it was on Tuesday night. Massive crowd, man. I was so happy. Every hard rock show I've been to at the Amp this summer has just been at least 7,000 people. I I have to think at this point we should be able to get whatever rock tour we want outside of the, obviously, the, the large ones like Iron Maiden, Metallica, and Pearl Jam. Uh, but we should be able to get basically any band we want to at this point. We've, we've proven that we will go see uh, these concerts on work nights in the middle of the week. Um, it was a large crowd. Uh, I had a, both a sick daughter and a sick wife. Um, so uh-huh. I actually did not get to enjoy the ex- full experience. I missed all the opening acts. Uh, Fever 333, uh, Switch Engage, and Code Orange. Concert started real early. It was at 5.30. It was, I get off of work at 5, so it's going to be difficult to get there at a proper time anyway. But uh, at turret, Trey was uh, at the show. He was keeping me up to date as to who was uh-huh. playing when. There was a point where I just gave up because Pearl would just would not go to bed. But then like, she just... Like I snapped my fingers and she went to sleep finally. So <laughs> I, I got to head to the amp um, and, and got there about 10 minutes before Slipknot took the stage and maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes, somewhere around there. But Slipknot put on a great show, uh, very similar to what we saw at Rock, Oklahoma, uh, but it was awesome to see in Arkansas. And for the final concert of the year, when my first concert of the year was Corey Taylor, um, you know, it's good to have the bookend of Corey Taylor for my 2021 concert experience. Well, now that you think, now that I think about it, I mean that's pretty much the bookend for mine as well. You we didn't go, go for, I to any. you not go Oklahoma. to any shows that are Oklahoma? I uh, haven't. No. Oh man, what is that? Right? Is that right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Really? That's sad. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, and, I, and really, I don't have any shows on the horizon until Tool. There you go. So I'm almost on, it's just yeah, you're like high. Yeah, I'm you, up there with you. Yeah, that's six months. Uh huh. If I do the math because I'm pretty sure that's, that's six months. A little bit less. A little bit less. Four months. Four and a half. Well, no, I guess September. no, no. September to March. Yeah, is, you're right. All right. It's yeah, six months. yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> so uh, uh, Slipknot played 16 songs uh, looking over the set list. They played four from the debut album. Uh, Six Spit It Out, Surfacing, and Way to Bleed. Uh, They played three songs from Iowa, Disaster Peace, People Equal Shit, and the Heretic Anthem. Uh, Three songs from Volume 3, Before I Get, Dualty and Vermillion. And three from We Are Not Your Kind, Nero Forte, So Way Firth, and Unsainted. And then one each from The Great Chapter, And All Hope Is Gone. And then also All Out Life. Um, uh, The stage show was... Exactly the same as the, the stage show we got in prior uh, to uh-huh. open up the tour, which was not a surprise. Um, I can't really do a side, but I don't think there was a lot different between the set list. I feel like they didn't do, uh, they didn't do sick in prior. Is that right? No. And they didn't do uh heretic anthem. Okay. If I remember correctly. Yeah. So we got a cooler song. We we got an odd or our rare played song in prior from the debut uh-huh. album but I'm, right. my mind is skipping as to what it was and I'm trying to find it. It's gonna be me yeah, I can't remember what it was. Let me see if I can pull up both of them. Are there any big shows coming up at Fayetteville that you're going to have to miss? Yeah. Um slip uh slip <laughs> Snoop Dogg uh is going to be at uh, the uh, JJ's Live uh November uh-huh. 10th and I will not be attending that. Um, that's it right now. I mean, it, I mean, the, the wintertime is pretty dead in Northwest Arkansas because our one main venue is an outdoor venue. Um, and Slipknot was also the last show at the AMP uh, this year. So the AMP season has come to a close. Um, it was a good season, man. They did, they did work. I, I think they yeah. probably had 25 to 30 shows this year, even with all the issues um, that COVID brought. I, I, but uh, I, You know, I think they put on a really awesome uh, season for everybody. Um, And they already have, I believe, five shows announced for maybe six shows announced for next summer already. Wow. Um, Some of those are postponements. You know, Jimmy Buffett is a postponement. Backstreet Boys is a postponement. Uh, The Wallflowers and Matchbox 20 is a postponement. Um, But they've announced, I think, two Christian shows coming next year as well. Huh. Putting in work. Yeah, but didn't work. So I'm looking forward to see and I'm really hopeful with uh, you know November being here that we're really gonna start getting swamped with twenty twenty two tour news. Uh, yep. because it has it's, it's been trickling. It's been trickling. I mean more and more are coming out, but it, it's it's really been trickling and we haven't had just a massive week of just dizzying shows yet. Huh. What else you got in the news? i uh, was just looking at the amp. So for King and Country, oh. uh, is May 21st. Stilly, Dan, and uh, Steve Winwood. That's a postponed show. It's June 10th. Um, so yeah, one, two, three, four, five, five shows right now. So uh, what else do we have in the news? Bone Iver, Mike. Are you a Bon Iver fan? I feel like not you're really. Not. No. Yeah, they're, they announced a tour. They're playing Lincoln, Nebraska. Pretty cool. All that. Yeah. Pretty good get for the Pinewood Bowl, man. That that should be a cool experience for those who like myself who do enjoy bone Iver. I think that'd be a really cool show. They're also playing Kansas City. Um, Nick Mason from your one of your favorite bands, uh, Pink Floyd, going back on tour. Uh, he plays the early Pink Floyd stuff, um, which is pretty cool. Um, and uh, actually one of my coworkers workers um, that I now get to talk to in person each and every single day. We talk a lot of concert stuff. We basically have a 10-hour pod at work just talking music when we can. Um, nice. he, saw, he saw Nick uh, Mason two years ago when he did his first tour. He said it was amazing. Um, they're coming to St. Louis and Dallas in February, so that's during baby time, so I won't be able to go. Uh, but he said it's a great show, and he's, he's thinking about going ahead and doing it again. So um, that's an opportunity out there for Pink Floyd fans. Um, you know what, Roger Waters is going to bring you on the arena front. Nick Mason's doing a completely different thing out on the smaller run of theaters. Um, big news on my end, of course, on everybody else's. Uh, the new Limp Biscuit album surprise dropped on Halloween. Yeah, uh, and obviously we will be having reviews for that probably next week. Uh, go no, around, no, but, no, uh, no, no, no. I'm calling an audible. I already yeah. got. Okay. I'm okay. calling an audible. Okay. We're going to talk about Tech Nine. We're going to talk about Zach Brown, but we're going to talk about Jerry, and we're going to talk about Limp Biscuit. Okay, okay. Good we're not. Audible. We're not going to wait. We're not good. Going to audible. Okay, no problem. Uh, the uh, the top albums in America: Young Thug is number one, Drake number two, Mac Miller number three, Coldplay number four. Mike, the number five album in America is The Beatles. Really? What it be? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't. It's know the where... reissue. It's the reissue. It's um i think it's in in conjunction with the documentary that's going to be coming out um but it's some sort of big reissue remasters i think there's a bunch of demos that are on it um yeah i don't know too much more about it but that's what it is okay gotcha Uh, So, interesting to see that Coldplay couldn't debut at number one. They're at number four. Uh, Young boy Never Broke Again, uh, number six. Doja Cat, number seven. Our boy, Morgan Wallen, stays in the top ten at number eight. Olivia Rodrigo at number nine. Uh, Nas, Little Nas X at number ten. Debuts uh, Ice Nine Kills is number 18. And go figure this one out, man. Number 27, Zach Brown Band. They debuted at 27? That's crazy. Have they fallen that far off? I mean, they're still doing arena shows, so they can't be yeah. doing that bad. But I was really surprised that they uh, debuted at number 27, considering that Morgan Wallen's been in the top ten the entire freaking year of 2021, our Lord. Uh, so that was that was pretty strange. Yeah, it is. I mean, and, and we'll talk more in depth here in a little bit. But, um, yeah, 27 is kind of disappointing. Um, Coldplay at number four um, is ridiculous um but well you know hey, then again You're the whole top 10 the whole top 10 is ridiculous anyway so yeah it's it's pretty pretty poor uh unfortunately billboard you have to pay to look at like the rock album charts so uh, we are uh, just con- continue to talk about the music that we don't know anything about um oh the number one rock song in america mike is my universe by cold Plain, bts so you got that going. bts number one rock song in america who's bts They're an Asian-Korean pop band. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Yeah. speaking of your boy Morgan Wallen, he is uh, back in the news. Mm. Um, The AMA uh, released their nominations for 2021. Um, Morgan Wallen's up for two nominations, but guess what? He He can't attend. He he can't attend, yeah. They're uh, not letting him perform, present, or accept. (laughs) So he will not be at the show in any capacity. Why nominate um, him? Uh, because it's based on charts. It's based on sales and charts. Oh, he's probably going to win those awards. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. It's just kind of, it's just kind of weird. Yep. So the statement from the AMA say that Morgan Wallen is a nominee on charting, um, but as his conduct does not align with our core values, he will not be including him on the show. We will not be including him on the show in any capacity, performing, presenting, or accepting. Well, good for them. But so uh, he's uh, he's nominated for this year's male country artist and country album. Yeah, he'll win both of those, mm-hmm. um, unless Taylor Swift is in there. But I don't think she's in country album. Well, and it's male country artist. Well, I meant the, the oh, other for the one. country album. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't see. Yeah, she's not country I'm, anymore. I think I'm thinking that's a folk album. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, the fans don't care, so they'll be happy. Uh-huh. That- um you know again like i said on the last time he was here are we taught i don't know why i said he was here he's doing two shows <laughs> in little rock he, he announced yeah. three shows in Lexington, kentucky uh they sold out uh i think it was thirty-six thousand tickets in 90 minutes so the dude's large and in charge so um you know good good announcement by the amas but the people the morgan wallen fans just don't give a shit oh, um man. Well, uh, no, the numbers have come in from the Hella Mega Tour, Mike, uh, which was Green Day, Weezer, and Fallout Boy, and holy shit, they fucking raked in some money. Uh, really? The tour made sixty-seven million dollars for twenty wow. dates. Yeah, sold six hundred and sixty thousand tickets for twenty dates. Um, that's over thirty-two thousand a show, I, and I'm I'm pretty floored by that. I'm just stunned. Uh, but good for Green Day, Weezer, and Fallout Boy. I, I had no idea that they would be pulling uh, those kind of numbers. I mean, obviously, it was a stadium tour, right? Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I mean, that's that is that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't – I don't know anybody that went to the show, I don't think. Yeah, I can't think of anybody that went to the show. So I don't know how the Minneapolis show did. But, I mean, obviously, you think it's a – is it the highest-grossing tour of the, of the year, do you think? Um, I mean, it's got to – I would almost have – it's got to be, surely. It didn't tell us that yet. We're not going to find that out for another month right. or so. But I can't imagine who else out there – I'm trying to think of I mean, who the went Stones, on a large – Stones, The Stones are touring. Yeah, I don't Guns N' Ro- Roses. Yeah, Guns yeah. N' Roses didn't do this at all. There's no way Guns N' Roses pulled that many tickets in their tour. I mean, there, there's probably going to be some competition, but I, yeah. Rolling Stones is probably going to win. I, I most likely. I think they did around 20 dates, but if they did less, then this would be number one. Um, huh. All the country, all the country acts were out there, but I don't yeah. think anybody. You know, Garth Brooks was pulling in like eighty thousand people a show, but I think he only had five or six shows. So, um, yeah, he didn't have that many. Yeah, so. Uh, pretty impressive uh, by those three. you know. The very first show of the tour was in Arlington, which I kind of flirted with going to, but at the same time, I also know I really wasn't going to be able to go to Dallas for an outdoor show in the middle of COVID season. And in the Dallas show um, sold out at like 40,000 people. So, wow. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. Well, shoot. That is huh. insane. What other news you got? Mike, the uh, number one song on iTunes. Now, it's only iTunes – So it doesn't really mean much. It's not billboard. It's nothing official. But the number one song on iTunes right now is a song by a rapper. And the song is called Let's Go Brandon. Uh, Now, for those who are are not into politics or have no idea what that means, there was a NASCAR event uh, where the racers, I think his first name was Brandon. I can't recall his last name. The announcer was interviewing him after he won. And the crowd was chanting, fuck Joe Biden. And the announcer somehow misheard it. And and asked him what he feels about the crowds sh- uh, shouting his name. Let's go, Brandon! And this has become a conservative rally call cry. Yep. Uh, they it's absolutely everywhere out there. Um, Let's go, Brandon! Is the new code phrase for fuck Joe Biden. Um, it's pretty funny. It's a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so ridiculous it just says a lot about where we are in our politics right now it's right 21 uh but uh and, and it's even funnier that it's a rap song yeah <laughs> a, a rapper who we know conservatives just love rap music right uh, yep. but but since a rapper put out the let's go brand he's he saw the money the cha-ching uh he put out this awful conspiracy theory uh, anti-COVID vaccine, anti-Biden song, and the conservatives are just eating it up on iTunes, much like what they've been doing for Morgan Wallen for, you know, the first ten months of the year. So pretty right. silly. But uh, have, have you listened to the song? Yeah. I, I have listened I, to have it. Listen- I right. listened to it when you sent it over to me. It's oh it's, yeah. It's silly. It's it's an awful awful it's silly. It's a silly song. Um there's not much to it. It's not a lot of thought. It's not real thought provoking. It's The the talking about how COVID is fake, um, and people are you know they don't have their freedoms because they're being forced to take the vaccines, yada yada yada. It's just it's dumb. You want to hear some lyrics? No, you sure? No, I've gone this long without listening to it. I don't want to start now. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony was over the weekend, Mike. Yes, it Uh, was. The main player was the Foo Fighters, but also Tina Turner, Kraftwerk. Um, who else was in there? Uh, hello, cool. J L-L-Cool-Jay and Eminem uh-huh. and Dr. Dre showed up. Um, Jay Z, uh, Dave Chappelle, who's been having a, a few rough weeks. Dave Chappelle inducted uh, Jay Z into the hall of fame. I haven't got to see any highlights yet. You know, like I stated, Paul McCartney, uh, inducted the Foo Fighters, which is just a, basically a walk off. Um, it's pretty silly. Um, the Foo Fighters get freaking Paul McCartney to induct them. Just craziness. Um, but yeah, uh, I I look forward to the ceremony. I like to catch the highlights, but right. they are they are like six hours long, so it's a little bit too long for me overall. Right. Well, they usually HBO usually puts out a thing each year um, covering the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. So that'll it's usually in April when they yep. show it on TV. So um, I'll look forward to that. Yep, I'll good. look forward to that. Checking it out. Um, the Fuji's Mike. I don't know if we talked about it. Uh, But they announced a reunion tour for what I believe is the 25th anniversary of the score, right? Right. Um, And then, Mike, uh, they went ahead and postponed that tour. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) So, so there you go. So, we're hoping in 2022 that the Fugees uh, will go back out on the road. Uh, The tour was announced like two to three weeks ago, and they canceled it uh, over the weekend. So, there there's your some fujis news they did well, play that, one show they played one show in really? i think either chicago or new york um, but there was probably 10 to 15 north american tour dates and then they had like a show in um, africa on my birthday and a couple other international shows and, but they they've they pulled them all huh. uh, yeah too bad uh super joint our boy phil and selmo have officially called it quits Oh, uh, there's a podcast with uh, Jimmy Bauer. He said, yes, super joint. We're, we're done. We're calling it quits. Uh, Phil's busy with his illegals thing. He's Jimmy Bauer's busy with his band um, and they just don't want to do it anymore. So I wouldn't expect to hear or see super joint anytime again in the near future. You never know with bands who call it quits, but there's not exactly a whole bunch of demand for super joint to get back out there. So, I kind no. of believe them saying that Superjoint will no longer be with us. They released a couple of good albums, a couple of suspect albums. Um, I saw them in Lincoln at the Royal Grove. Uh, I think hanging out with Douglas Murray, that was a good time. Um, but I always enjoy feeling some, though. Well, yeah. Uh, that, yeah, it uh, was the last time they put out an album. Uh, they did a reunion, but I think it's been five or six years at this point. Um, at Once they took Ritual off their name And just went by Super Joint They did mm-hmm. one reunion, one album Went on a tour I think they played here in Fayetteville I didn't go to it though um, And then I think they were on the for- 2016 Okay, yeah, so five years ago Yeah huh. Yeah, there you go
1: Good uh, cool. stuff
0: Yeah, cool little weekend in February uh, 2022 in Vegas, Mike uh, On Friday night I believe it's February 25th uh, Metallica and Greta Van Fleet are playing Allegiant Stadium, and then on Saturday night, February 26, Billy Joel is playing the stadium. Um, this marks the second time that Metallica has done this. Uh, here, coming up at the at the end of November, they're playing a show with K.G. Elephant and Greta Van Fleet, I believe, on November 19th, and the next night, George Strait and Chris Stapleton is playing in Atlanta. So. I don't know if this is something that Metallica is going to continue doing it. <laughs> like they're just going to play double doses with really large artists from a different genre, uh, the night after them. But, uh, I think it's a pretty cool idea. And I, I don't know if there's like a package you can get for these tickets, but, uh, that would, if that was not during baby time, man, I would be all about that to Vegas. Yeah. That, that would be a good Virgin trip to, uh, Vegas for me. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely, it would be some other tour news. Uh, Marcus King announced uh, a pretty extensive club tour. Um, yeah, he's he actually uh, gonna play in at Georgia's here in Fayetteville the week of the baby. So wow. I, I, uh, bands aren't really cooperating me with me for this tour situation. No. Um, uh, Tools going on tour during baby time. Metallica's doing their thing in the Vegas. Marcus King's doing it. It's just ridiculous. Um, so I'm really disappointed by that uh i went to the record store over the weekend mike the, you know the beginning of the month that's when i got yep. to the record store um i came out with lauren hill nice uh, alanis set and the toadies possum kingdom so pretty good pretty good trio of albums there i i went over the i went in the last week too Ooh, what'd you get i got skid Rose debut and nice. i got what was the other one i got that is i don't know i can't remember oh that's terrible yeah it's too bad uh black street had a really cool collection that they had just put out of a lot of hip-hop like snoop Dogg's doggy style which i want dr dre the chronic um nazo um biggie was in there a couple of other ones but man they were all like a hundred dollars or above they're like really yeah they were like rare pressings or you know like numbered albums so it's it's not like just your normal uh standard vinyl so right i've told you before you know they have uh incubus make yourself which i I want but it's like 140 dollars. they have deftones white pony but it's like 100 because they're 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 these rare pressings and unfortunately they put them out for a lot of money and as far as I can tell, nobody buys them. so uh, right. I, keep, I keep going thinking that maybe the price maybe went down like 10 or $20 because I, I want to say that 40 is the max I will play pay for a vinyl and I'm just not going to pay. I couldn't, unless I win the lottery, I'm not paying triple digits for a vinyl. No, it would have to be you know, there's there's some uh, Zeppelin albums that, not Zeppelin, but Alice in Chains that I don't have. Oh, I bought Blackstone Cherry Human Condition. There you go i had to i had to get up and look cuz they're sitting out um i mean there's like the three legged dog Allison chains i would love to get my hands on that um it has not been it's not out there for reissue or anything like that um i saw it on discogs for 240 bucks yeah. um yeah that that's i would probably pay 100 bucks for that one mm. you know if i can get my hands on that um but other than that i mean there's really Nothing else out there that I absolutely positively have to have for that type of money, yeah. So, that's so yeah. I mean, uh, that's that's a lot of money. You said they're are they first pressings like they came out in the 90s, or Uh, I don't don't know. I mean, each they have the sticker on them as to what they are, but you know, I just see the price tag, so I I, I just take a glance and see what is so special about this. And then I move on. So I, I don't know exactly what's special about each one. Of, each one of them has some type of uh, different pressing about it. So I'm not real sure. Huh. I don't dive that deep into it since I'm not going to buy it. Right. I just no. So, oh, this is get awesome. I get it. I understand. Way outside of my thing. Huh. Uh, the last bit of news, uh, KISS had to cancel their Vegas residency in February, yeah. March more than likely due to ticket sales because they are touring the America for the last five plus years uh, with about a hundred dates left to go. So I'm not sure why they thought this Vegas residency at this particular time was a good idea. Um, And obviously kiss will never let us know that it was due to poor ticket sales, but the only reason you cancel a residency when you're actively touring uh, is due to poor ticket sales. So I'm pretty confident that's the reason why. And then Mike could tell us about your George Strait concert ticket experience good goodness gracious me um i was looking at the pre-sale <clears throat> i went ahead because i was getting t- trying to get tickets for kathy and her sister um and i was looking at the pre-sale and all the pre-sale tickets were 200 bucks and you know okay i mean short straight i mean it's a little bit more than i wouldn't spend so i wanted to wait until the uh actual on sale happened so I logged on to Ticketmaster about 9.45 on Friday, sat in the queue, waited. Only about 750 people in front of me. Not too much. Um, by the time that I got to the point where I could get tickets, every single ticket in the upper bowl, which were still, you know, 160 bucks, um, was sold out. You could find two seats together anywhere. Um you could get down into the lower bowl, which then was about 200 to, you know, anywhere from 200 to $500. And then on the floor was $850 hmm. for, for George straight tickets. Um, so I went ahead and passed on it. I mean, I just, I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. Um, I'll keep my eye out on the aftermarket see if anybody, you know, once it gets closer is wanting to unload their tickets. Um, but I'm not holding out much hope for it. But eight hundred and fifty dollars to see yeah, George Strait. It's interesting. I think that's part of the new fluctuating uh, ticket sales that Ticketmaster does. It's really faulty, in my opinion. Uh, but the the idea is, you know, the fans are actually going to be the ones basically who set the price. So yeah. for the, the for these concerts like George Strait at Pinnacle Bank Arena, you know the demand is high. So the the prices on Ticketmaster, they go up. Um, And so if you're trying to get tickets on the day of the show, you're going to get freaking raped as opposed to if you wait closer to showtime and this shows in April 23rd, you're probably going to sell or save uh, maybe a hundred, if not more a hundred something dollars, you know, and I'm looking, I'm looking at the site right now um, and, and I'm just looking at, you know, Lower section, click on our price and it says it's aisle seating $340 plus fees. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, you and know, this is standard. There's there, this is, you know, I filtered it out, make sure I'm not paying for platinum or resales. This is standard admission tickets $340 yeah. on what section? Level. What section? Oh, uh, that was lower level. Yeah, okay. lower level. This is, uh, yeah. let me see if I can get back to that section 101, row 10, seat wow. 20. 320. Wow. Let, let me get wow. to, let me see if I can get to the back of the lower level. Here's a ticket by itself on the last row. $260. Yeah. Ticket by itself, last row, $260. I mean, that, it sucks. It's crazy. Um, you know, I can't think of any band out there that I would pay that type of money to see. I mean, even if there was a, even if Robert Plant said, Hey, Led Zeppelin's going to re to reunite, we're going to have, we're going to go out on tour. I, I wouldn't pay that money to see Zeppelin. Yeah. It's tough. Well, especially if you go to a lot of concerts, we've talked about this before, you know, for people who only go to like two or three concerts a year and George yeah. Strait is something really special. Yeah, I mean, you go ahead and you spend that $250, but man, that's filthy. <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous cuz I wish I had my ticket stubs in here. I you know, I saw George Strait on his uh Farewell Tour in 2014. Uh, I bet we didn't pay $75 for him. Yeah. Um and we were lower level, had good seats in aisle seats. And it's just crazy what's happened over the last w- within the last decade of how they handle uh ticket prices for these arena shows. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't I don't get it. I mean I haven't looked because I think Elton John's playing Pinnacle. Yeah. Um I don't see what his prices are. I I haven't even looked. Yeah, I, I imagine they're the same as Bill or George George Strait here. I don't yeah, I just I it, it's unfortunate, it sucks. Um you know. Like, I think one of you guys said that, uh, you know, you'd have to sell an organ, sell mm. sell a, a kidney or a, a mm. testicle mm. to <laughs> to go to that, you know? And, I mean, I don't I get it. I would have a hard time selling in my testicle. Well, I don't need mine anymore. So, okay. I mean, they're already in Kathy's purse. So I gotcha. Interesting. I'm trying to look to see where – when is he playing at Pinnacle – I can't find it. I thought he was playing Pinnacle. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing. I mean, I think we're a long ways off. I think it's in the summertime. Plus, he has like 160 dates. It's hard to look through all his dates. Yeah. He's playing Little Rock on January 29th. Let's see, here. pretty sure it's later in the year. There it is well, March twenty seventh. March twenty seventh. Oh, yep, there it is. See tickets.
1: Follow the yellow brick road. Uh, one hundred
0: eighty dollars for section three twenty, which is upper deck. <laughs> one hundred and eighty dollars to see Elton John. Oh, I got to yeah. get rid of all these packages. I'm going to look at the, see what we got here. Yeah. So you're, you're looking at one of their, I, that must be a platinum ticket. So there's a, there's not a lot of standard admission tickets left. Um, section 107. Yep. 221. Goodness. There's no seats together. So you're, you're paying 221 to sit by yourself. Wow. Yeah, no. That's it. Yeah, it it this this new thing that Ticketmaster does is it it sucks. And do you think that the artists? Do you think they have to buy into this? Do you think that they have to agree to this type of thing? Or do you? Or do you think I don't? I don't think so. I I don't think Pearl Jam would be into this. Well Pearl Jam I, doesn't use Ticketmaster, do they? No, they they do. Yeah. They do. Okay. Pearl Jam gave up on the Ticketmaster fight a very long time ago. Okay. I mean, I, I think artists have control over a lot of things and but I mean that's a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff. I don't really don't have the expertise to yeah. but I would I would think if Elton John uh, didn't want his fans to have to pay three hundred and fifty plus dollars to come and see him in concert, I think he would say, I don't want that to happen. But I I mean it's just kind of the way that Ticketmaster and Live Nation do it now. And and maybe just artists, you know, they're just happy to see the paycheck that they're getting out of all of this. So they just yeah. don't pay attention to it. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, Garth Brooks obviously didn't do that. Yeah. Because every ticket was 100 bucks. Yeah, and every ticket in the entire place. I, as far as I know, Garth Brooks doesn't do the VIP stuff at all. None of those packages, like all these artists on Ticketmaster does. Garth Brooks just put them on sale for like 100 bucks. And whether you're in the front row or the back row, you pay the same exact price, which yeah, I've always respected by Garth Brooks. Right. Yeah, I just, I mean, going to see Tool, I think the Tool tickets were 70 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, well, we're sitting upper deck. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, it's, I mean, to see Tool, if you want to be in the lower bowl, you're probably paying... At least 125. Yeah. Which again is, you know, is pretty crazy. Uh, you know, as much as I've seen Tool, I don't think I've ever had to shell out 125 bucks to see him. Well, I'm also the mindset as well is that you're not going to see Tool for the stage show because, you know, they, it's not like they, you're not going to watch them actually, you know, move around and put on a good show it's more about the visuals and the music, you know, and Mm -hmm. the visuals are right there on the, you know, on the screens. So, I mean, you're not going to watch Maynard because he stands back by the drum riser anyways, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like he's out up front, you know, there's no interaction. Adam Jones and Justin Chancellor really don't move around or anything like that. Um, Let's see Just on the floor at tool 500 bucks for official platinum. Yeah, I don't like how, those, how, I don't like those platinum tickets. How do you uh, take those off? Filters. Um, so, no, just standard admission. Yeah. So all okay. the tickets on the floor available are platinum.
1: So yeah.
0: looking at some standard admission tickets in the lower bowl, uh, ninety-two plus fees. Which, you know, not awful based off of what we just looked at. <laughs> yeah. no, definitely. 92 plus fees sounds good to me. Yeah. Pick me up. See, we're sitting in, uh, I think, 213. Yep, we're sitting at 213 and where there's no seats available right now. But in section 212, you're looking at 52 bucks plus fees. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Sucks to be an upper bowl, but it's fine. You know, I saw him in the upper bowl at Pinnacle and it was just as good as being close up. So yeah. I don't, I don't care, but I'm in the mindset that I'm in the building. I got to hear the music. Yeah. That's that's generally that's been for my mindset. I've, I've sat in the upper bowl at many a concerts yep. based off of that thought process. So enough All talk right. about, ticket, yeah, ticket I think prices. we should, we should probably, probably move along. We got off on a, quite the, a uh, run quite on that the, one. Quite the tangent. Yeah. The tangents. So fuck Ticketmaster. Oh, yeah. Fuck Rolling Stone. <laughs> Fuck Morgan Wallen. Uh, and, yeah, moving on. Any yeah. other news? Uh, that's all the news I have. All right, it's concert history time, buddy. Yeah. It's
1: concerts, concerts. Where's has gone
0: concerts? Those <laughs> the lyrics. Nope. Concert history. I forgot the list. I forgot the lyrics. It's, um, been, my, so my long. The lyric. it's been so long. Uh, I did <laughs> jot down my concert history. We're going from October twenty fourth through October thirty first, and and I did throw in a show from October twenty third as well. Uh, we're gonna start with uh, we'll start at the top, Mike, Justin That's Bieber, Carly Rae uh, October twenty sixth, two thousand twelve. Eric and I made the trip up to Kansas City to see the Biebs. Uh, It was very loud, um, and that was about all I can say about it. It was what it was. I didn't need to travel to Kansas City to see that. I I probably should have waited just to see him in Tulsa, but you know what? I, I can say I saw Justin Bieber. That's all that matters. Uh, Just four days is later, that, Mike, is, that some, is that something to be excited about? I don't know. Or Just, something that you can be proud to say that I, I saw know. Justin Bieber. Now, everybody out there should look up uh, the picture of Kanye West, Marilyn Mance, and Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. a picture. Trio of Jackasses. Is wow. What I, uh, yeah. Mean. Yeah. Holy moly. Uh-huh. Uh, four days later, after uh, Justin Bieber, I went back to Kansas City, this time by myself to see Madonna. And Paul <laughs> Oakenfold. <laughs> that was a good time. <laughs> the rock goddess that is Madonna. My rock goddess, Madonna. She put on oh. a really good show. I enjoyed it. I it. Um, October 24th, 2010, um, We uh, Erica and I saw Snoop Dogg, uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks spring concert at Barnhill Arena. Snoop Dogg performed, headlined. Uh, there were 9,000 people there for that one, and there's going to be about 700 people to see Snoop Dogg at JJ's Live, so right. Uh, I don't know what that says, but good to JJ's Live to bring Snoop Dogg after bringing in Ice Cube. Uh, on October 30th, 2010, I saw Pink Floyd's Roger Waters uh, performing "The Wall." I think that was also in Kansas City. Uh, excellent show, phenomenal. Loved everything about it. It was great. Um, October 23rd, 2009, Mike, uh, yes. for your birthday, we yes. met up in Dallas. We went uh, to the Nokia Theater to see Alice and Chains. And there were a whole bunch of other good bands on the bill. Yeah. Uh, Why didn't we, we go to those? Uh, we, I think it was poor timing on our part. Um, okay. I, I think I flew into it. I think I flew into Dallas and you guys were obviously yeah. dr- driving from Lincoln. Yeah. So I just don't think we got there early enough to be able to see Hellstorm and Chabelle and Puddle of Mud and uh, who else was on there? i can't remember but yeah that was that was a good lineup yeah good lineup and basically all of those bands are still touring and yeah headlining festivals in 2021 so a good job by the radio show to put on that uh festival um uh, october 24th oh here's a good double this good good double dip here mike good double dip here october 24th 2008 eric and i flew Columbus, Ohio, uh, to hang out with our pal Shane Perry, yeah. and to see ACBC in concert. Um, nice. That was a fun time. The next night, we drove—excuse uh, me—we flew back to Little Rock and we saw Metallica and Down and the Sword in Little Rock. What a double dip! How thats that is. is, that? That is ACBC, a one. one night, Metallica the next night, and then just down. say Down. Yeah. yeah, Down. Down opened up. Amazing fucking awesome wow yeah that would have been fucking fantastic yeah that's great that's a highlight that's a highlight uh in 2007 mike uh, myself erica and uh josh and some others uh we drove down to new orleans to check out the voodoo music festival uh it was being headlined by uh, rage against the machine a reunion tour um on one night and smashing pumpkins on the next night also on the lineup was spoon Sinead o'connor uh ben harper mia uh, Coheed and Cambria, Kings of Leon, Jason Isbell, J.J. Gray and Mofro, Ghost, and Tiesto. Uh, wow. So pretty, pretty cool lineup for 2007. Um, we didn't stick around for Sunday, which featured Wilco, Dr. John, the Fallout Boys, Common, Plain White Tees, and the Black Crows. Uh, Mike, we were having a conversation today at work, and somebody's uh, apparently at some point in the J.B. Hunt history there, I'm not supposed to say my company name, but I went ahead and did it. Just everybody forget that uh, somebody uh, 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 apparently said that Plain White Tees are a better band than Led Zeppelin. What? Yeah. What, what? 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 No! Wow. Oh God! Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. I could have gone. I could have gone further into my stories of Led Zeppelin conversations, but I didn't. But and then there was another conversation. Apparently, somebody stated that the Killers are a top ten band of all time, and that. Drew grew, uh, drew quite the reaction as well. Oh, my God. So we'll move on. Uh, Lucero, I want to get a job with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Lucero, October 27th of 2006. Um, I think that was in Fayetteville. Uh, in October 28th. No, that was in Little Rock at the Village. Because uh, the next night I went back and saw Between the Buried Me and Norma Jean, which is a heavy metal show. On October 31st of 2006, I went and saw Blue October at the new Daisy Theater in Memphis, Tennessee. On October 30th, 2005, I saw Sir Paul McCartney in Omaha with uh, Mr. Shane Perry. Uh, very cool experience. Um, on October 25th of 2003, I saw two of my favorites, Seven Dust and Low Pro at the Royal Grove in Lincoln, Nebraska. On October 25th of 2002, I saw Chris Novoselic from Nirvana, and a couple of the guys from Meat Puppets uh, performed in a band called Eyes Adrift at Knickerbockers in Lincoln, Nebraska. And October 25th of 2001, well, I saw a concert on October 25th, three years in a row in Lincoln, Mike. Uh, yeah. That's fun stuff. I saw Pomeroy. Do you recall Pomeroy? I do recall Pomeroy. Yeah, they performed at Knickerbockers. I went to that concert. And then October 30th, 2000, or, damn it, October 30th, 1999, I saw the Freakers Ball in Dallas. Another, hey, that's the same thing, I think, right? That's the same, yep, same one. Look at yeah. that. How awesome is that? I mean, no, anyway, I saw it. This one was Megadeth, Slipknot, Seven Dust, Machine Head, Cold Chamber, Static X, Chevelle, Dope, and Amen. And the host of the show was Tommy Lee, uh, October wow. 30th, 1999. That was with myself, D, in a dub. So that was a good time. And then on October 22nd, 1998, I saw the Family Values Tour in Kansas City, Ice Cube, Blimp Biscuit, Orgy, um, Rammstein, and Corn. And that is
1: Will's Concerts, Will's Concerts, Will's Concerts.
0: Very nice, very nice. There we go. I'm trying to think. I think that Paul McCartney show, was I supposed to, or didn't, was I going to go to that with you? Yeah, I'm, I don't know. That's I think uh, so. that's a while ago. I can't recall. Huh. I Can't recall. It's very possible though, because Shane generally, as as you know, is not a concert goer uh-uh. due to the pricing. Uh, but I also Shane's a huge Paul McCartney fan. But I almost have to think that you were probably first in line for Paul McCartney, and then yeah, uh, for some reason you couldn't go, and then that's when Shane agreed to go. At that point, it could be wrong though. I don't recall the details, but that would make sense. Gotcha. Um, let's see. I don't think I have anything. Okay. Let me look real quick.
1: Mike's concerts. Mike's concerts. Mike's
0: Do-do-do-do. concerts. Um, I don't think so. Okay. Where are we at? Uh, that's, that's it for concerts. That's, that's it for. News. That's it for concerts. Yeah, that's it for concerts. That's it for news um yeah we have a plethora of album reviews uh you know i don't even know where to start we probably should just start with we originally what we we're going to talk about yeah um, and Mike, with, just let me throw out real quick i mean not yeah. only are we, are we going to review four albums but man there are so many albums out there right now people it's that's, that's insane. crazy yeah it's crazy i, I just want to run through a couple of them mastodon came out on friday Plush, who was a Rocklahoma band, came out on Friday. Bad Wolves came out on Friday. Tori Amos, Ed Sheeran, uh, Jerry Cantrell, uh, Duran, Duran, My Morning Jacket, Tom Morello, Coldplay, um, Tech Nine. You know, we we've reviewed Bad Flower, uh, Brendy Carlisle, uh, let's see, the pop stars, Justin Bieber, Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, Tyler Creator, Trivium. Modest Mouse, I mean, there's – it's insane. It's impossible to keep up with. We we haven't reviewed Iron Maiden or the new Buck Cherry album. Uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. it's just crazy how much has come up, and it's just impossible to keep up with at this point. Yeah, it is. Um, and, of course, it's that time of the year. Yeah. You know, get everything gearing up for the holiday season, that's when you see a lot of new albums coming out stuff like that. So, um, definitely will not be listening to that fucking Buck Cherry album. So, <laughs> You could you could take that one, and turn it sideways, and stick it up somebody's ass. Yeah. It ain't happening. Dot has a new one out. BlackBerry Jesus. Smoke has a new one out. Yeah, I uh, oof, boy, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. I it mean, so so with lot. the four with the four that we're gonna talk about now, which one do you want to start with? Uh, so let's start with uh, let's start with the the, the two ones that okay. took our attention. Let's start with Mr. Jerry Cantrell and then let this go. Okay. So, obviously, you know, we've been talking about this album coming out for quite a while. Um, We thought it would be the next episode before we got to this, but. Ignore that noise. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, That's Bruce Dickinson. Oh, yeah. He just announced a solo tour, too. Yeah, it's a book tour. Oh, it's a book tour. Oh, okay, yeah. well, no, screw that. Um, anyhow, Jerry Cantrell drops his third solo album on Friday called Brighton. Um, what did you think about it? Oh man, I just like it when you put it to that. What did you think about it? Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's a really yeah. good album. Um, yeah, it, it's sound. There's Alice in Chains hints in there. There's other uh-huh. songs that. I think are good standalone Jerry Cantrell, uh, songs. Um, I, I think it's a good rock album. It's not hard rock. It's just good rock. Uh, Jerry Cantrell, his vocals are awesome. Uh, he does a lot of harmonies. Uh, I don't know who else is harmonizing with them on the songs. Uh, but just like we know in, in Alice in Chains and how great a Jerry Cantrell harmony is, uh, you get the same thing on this particular album. Um, and since I think it was a tone that was the first single, so that's the one I do right. the most so far. A tone is my favorite song. I love that song. I, I, it gets better each and every single time I listen to it, which is why I'm excited to continue listening to the album because I know because that the songs are going to grow on me and I'm, I'm going to to love them. I think Prism of Doubt was a good song. I enjoyed yep. uh, Siren Song and uh, Black Hearts and Evil Done is a, is also a good song. So. Um, from everything I'm, I'm hearing, it's a good rock and roll album. Um, I would love to see the solo tour, but just to sound like a broken record here, it's during Baby Number Two time. Uh, but uh, I would I would love to see some of these. That's songs not entirely sure. true because we could see him, I believe, in May in in Minneapolis. I think right. it was in May, but I'll, I'll have to double check that. Um, we'll have to review. Right, so. This album to me, um, just to answer your question, it's Greg Puciato. Does that sound right? Yeah, he's from uh, Dillinger's. Dillinger, That's okay. the guy who's singing, who sings background on it. Nice. Um, you okay. got Duff McKagan on bass. Um, A Tone, I think, is a great, great opening track. Um, that, well, I think I said before, you know, it's kind of almost got that, you know, old west. A Western vibe to it, mm-hmm. um, which was cool. Um, I, I I absolutely love it. Every single song on here, I like. Even the last one, "Goodbye," which mm-hmm. was written by Elton John and Bernie Toppin. Yeah, it's um, crazy. Um, I like the the slide guitar. I can't remember what song it was. It's like the fourth or fifth song on the album. Um, it just kind of just play It's a it's got a, a steel guitar. Yep, that's it. Which one is that? That's black hearts and evil done. Yep, it kind of just drifts in and out on the background. It's Fucking cool. Um, I have listened to this thing on repeat since Friday in my truck while I'm nice. slinging my while I'm slinging my pizzas. Mm-hmm. That's all. I, that's all I've listened to. I haven't cool. listened to anything else. I am an absolute love with it, but that was kind of to be expected. Yeah, it's a great song, man. I love this song. There's really, there's really not. I mean, yeah, you said you kind of get that Allison Ch- Chains vibe on a few of the songs. The only thing that I I missed was a uh, a signature Jerry Cantrell riff. Yeah, you know this this did not really. There was not one on this album. There's some great solo moments, uh, but there's not. Uh, you know. Uh, a huge riff. A lot of acoustics. Yeah. Which I love cuz obviously yeah. Austin Same was an, uh, an excellent acoustic band. Yes. And but it about a- the acoustic and Jerry Controls again just go back to Jerry Controls' voice. Yeah. He, he just he has a he has a way to make shit work and I think his voice goes great with an acoustic guitar. Well, he's got that, you know, he's just got that really clean Clean vocal, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's no growling. There's no screaming. You know, I mean, it's he's not Axel Rose. You know, I mean, he's just got it's like, I don't know. It's not a real distinct voice.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, it could be Joe Blow singing on the street. You know, it's not like an Axel or a Chris Cornell or an Eddie Vedder, you know? it's just uh, it's just it's good stuff. Jerry Control by the way is March 24th in Minneapolis. Oh, okay, never mind that. So I my chances would be slid da- Dallas on April 21st. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma City on May 25th and Seattle A- April 25th and then yeah. There's the that, whole, that, that whole that, that whole that whole Seattle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh playing Jerry Control's playing Seattle at the same time. Uh, Rage Against Machines playing Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's the pipe dream. Yeah, it's pipe dream. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so if you were going to throw this on your rankings for the year, because we haven't really talked about the rankings much. Yeah, but- we need to get back to the ra- rankings. We're, we're gonna have to. We gotta make a note to to get back to that next week. I, I think it's it's definitely a top ten. Uh, bordering on top 5. Well, it definitely is top 5 for me. Yeah. Um, I I, figured, I thought you were just going to say number 1. It's number no, because that that fucking Royal Blood album, man. Yeah. I mean, that that Royal Blood album is just is un- unbelievable. Nothing tops it. Nothing tops it. Um on to the next one, which <laughs> I was, you know, I was really hesitant about this when it, when you said it was being released on Sunday. Yeah, you know, I was scared. I was scared <laughs> because uh, I I wanted this album to be fucking everything that it should be, um, and that's the new Limp Biscuit, which is titled "Limp Biscuit Still Sucks." which I think is a fucking great album title. Definitely. Um, and besides the fact that it's just too short, coming in at a whopping 32 minutes with 12 songs, um, I fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely positively loved it. Um, Dad Vibes is a great song. Uh, shoot, what else was on there? You're still playing that, Jerry Cantrell. Yeah, I meant to go to Limp. Out of Style, Dirty Rotten Biscuit, Dad Vibes, um, Don't Change, which is a cover of what song? What band? Uh, Don't, you know? Don't Change by excess Yes. was fucking great. Um, Barnacle, I really loved. Um, yeah. Speaking of... For- uh- yeah, speaking of tracks that know how to open an an album. Yes. This, this is how you open an album. Yeah, especially a Limp Biscuit album. Yeah. You know, I mean it's got that signature sound that is Limp Biscuit. Um Yeah, it's fantastic. Great. <laughs> I mean what are you giggling about? I I agree with you. I <laughs> love it. I think it's an, I, I think it's exactly what you came to expect. Like anything yeah. you could possibly imagine, what Limp Bizkit was going to sound like in 2021, this would have been it. And like yeah. like you stated, and we've talked about this basically all year when reviewing albums. It's such a bummer that these albums are so damn short—32 uh-huh. minutes—and two of these minutes. Uh, I was real excited when I think it was. Um, Pill Popper. No, it was uh, Snacky Poo came on. Poo, it, was, yeah. it was a four minute long song, only to uh-huh. find out that two of the minutes is a silly skit for West Borland. Because uh-huh. um, that's a really... I, I really enjoyed Snacky Poo. The majority of these songs are around two and a half minutes. Um, but they all fit together. Um, I wish there was more West Borland throughout the entire album. Because when Limp Bizkit has a, their best, to me, it's it's West Borland doing his weird stuff on the guitar. And the, and the rest of the band is killing it and Fred doing his screaming. And, you know, there's like three or four songs where you really don't get any West Borland guitar at all. Um, uh, and they, they do something else. But I also enjoyed the, the cover from NXS. The NXS uh, song is sped up and Limp Biscuit slowed it down, turned it into a ballad. It's a really cool yeah. version for a cover song. It was, um, you know, I mean, I've listened to it. Um, I listened to it, obviously, on Sunday. And I listened to it uh tonight when I was working as well so um it was it's good, it's really good i mean i again, I wish it was longer um I wish there was uh some some more heavier stuff, like you said, you know more mm-hmm. inclusion of Wes. but yeah, it was a good album i just i hope that we don't have to wait another ten years i mean they're they're reaching tool proportions there <laughs> you know yeah i mean in in the one before that uh, you know 10 years ago it had been like eight years between yeah. that one so it's, it's not a lot of music we've gotten from limp biscuit since uh and it's not the album that we were supposed to get yeah, yeah we're still so called the disco, that disco, disco, disco stampede uh, disco yeah. elephants yeah yeah there's a stampede word in there as well yeah, Disco um, stampede of the elephants i think is what yeah. it's called but you know um which is now being classified as the Chinese democracy of new metal.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And one of the cool things, and we talked about this going into Rocklahoma, even though it turned out not to be true, but uh, all five original members of the band are on this album. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's the same band you got in 1998, which I think is incredible. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you, you don't get a whole lot of that anymore. So um, good stuff. Anything else that you want to say about this album? No, listen to it. Limp Bizkit still definitely. sucks. I definitely. I, I definitely look forward to seeing what kind of touring Limp Bizkit does in twenty twenty two. Yeah, because uh, you know we got shorted out of it um, at Rocklahoma, so you know let's let's hope that we get a proper a proper tour. Even though I would like to see Fred kind of get back to being his aggressive self. Um, as opposed to what you got at as yeah, dad vibes, as dad vibes, you yeah. know. So good stuff. All right, well that brings us to the two that we originally talked about, which uh, I guess we'll just start with the the Tech Nine Asinine. Uh mm-hmm. this is his. Did you know this is his twenty third full length album? Yeah, I didn't know the number, but the man just never stops. Yeah, I knew it was high. Um. I, I got to call into question the fact that um, it's we're gonna consider this a Tech 9 album when the majority of the album is collaborations. <laughs> yes, thank you. You know I mean, I, I, I get it. You want to put on rappers that aren't very well known. You want to, I don't know if these people are all on his label or whatever be the case. Um, but damn it, I want more. I want more of just tech. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy's a fucking beast. He's great. Um, probably one of the most underrated lyricists and rappers out there um, with his flow. Um, with that being said, I mean, there wasn't anything on this album that. Really made me super excited. Um, the herder was good. Um, Cladsdale, which features E40, um, that was good. <laughs> Probably not proper in today's, yeah, um, in today's day and song. time, but it is, yeah. But uh, face off, I mean, it was interesting because it included the rock, yeah, it's pretty strange. It was but other than that i mean i just i wasn't nothing on there really got me super excited or super hyped which is what i want from a tech nine album what do you um, think man that's a pretty good review mike i don't know if i had much to add to that it, i definitely started uh, you get I, I think too much collaborating it yeah. just got overwhelming i was like all right <laughs> i mean there's <laughs> a new Two or three people in basically every single song—it's incredible. And yeah. you know, like you said, what Tech Nine, how he does it—he's great. So I don't need another fast rapper in the song with him. <laughs> uh, uh. Just give me Tech Nine for the full song. I don't need somebody who can't do it as good as he can to spit verses trying to sound almost exactly the same as Tech Nine. It—it it, it got old. It's—it's um, it's an album that's over an hour long. Um, so yeah, you—you, you, I can. I, I was listening to this each day coming back from work. Um, and so I, I enjoyed the front half of the album much more than the, the, the second half to me just got boring, repetitive. Yeah, I guess it did. Best way. I, I thought the Rock's uh, spit was pretty good. He said yeah. he did it in one take. I, I don't know why he's on the album. <laughs> I I would love to. I, I haven't seen, read, or heard what the story is on how the Rock uh, came to be on a Tech 9 track but i would i'd be interested in what that background is yeah i don't uh, i don't know i mean one review that i did read you know kind of because that's what i do when i'm listening to stuff is i i, I read other reviews mm-hmm. um one review said that you could definitely tell that tech wrote the verse for the rock okay um like i said but you know again i really liked e40 on Clydesdale. Mm-hmm. um E-40 is another one of those rappers that I've really never gotten into. Um, But now I've heard him on two different tracks um, with that Mount Westmore. Have you heard that? Have you heard that track? Yeah. Um, So anyhow, I mean, something I probably need to go back and listen to as well as some more of him. But yeah, I I want more of like the Angelic. I want more of... um, God, I can't even think. You know, the guy's have so many albums. Um, I want more of that. I want more of Caribou Lou. I want um, I want more of those types of songs. I want bangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want stuff that's gonna make me, you know, that is gonna make me break my fucking neck, <laughs> jamming out to them. So, yeah, that's what I want. And this album did not give that to me. So poor, poor. Not even. I don't think. Not even a top ten. I wouldn't even go as to say a top fifteen. I think I'd the probably... Foo Fighters. I think the Foo <laughs> Foo Fighters album is better than this. Uh, uh, that's funny. I'd probably put in the top fifteen. Um, really? But yeah, probably probably no higher than eleven. So range. let me let me just run down the top fifteen because obviously we haven't talked about the other uh, the albums that we've listened to recently. Mm-hmm. But as of last check, my top fifteen was Foo Fighters, A Day to Remember. Scaled and Icy, Miles Kennedy, Beartooth, Sturgill Simpson, Aaron Jones, Dirty Honey, Olivia Rodrigo, Pretty Reckless, uh, Mammoth, Chevelle, Offspring, Rise Against, and Royal Blood. Hmm. You think that album is better than the ones I just listed? Well, I mean, I, I put it in front of a couple. I'd probably put it in front of Mammoth or Aaron Jones. Really? Yeah. Really? Huh. That surprises me. Maybe. I mean, again, I haven't looked at my list in a long time, so I'd have to look at my list and rethink myself as to where yeah, I'm Yeah, because obviously we've got Dead Sarah on there, Spirit Box, and Halsey have not made it into my ranking. Yeah, and see, I think all three of those are in my top 15. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Dead also Sarah definitely. Is, Dead and Sarah is probably Sarah. number two. Yeah, Sarah, uh Halsey's pretty high Halsey's there. Halsey is awesome. Speaking yeah. of the Halsey, have you watched um, – her little film on HBO max. I have not. I watched it the other day. Um, very interesting, um, weird. And it takes place like in medieval times mm-hmm. and the songs do tie in. A lot of the songs tie into what's going on in it. There's a lot of nudity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she is not afraid to show everything. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, hmm. Really, no dialogue in the whole thing. Um, there's a little bit here and there, but uh, it it tells an interesting story. So I would definitely recommend it if you have HBO have Max. Check it out. Uh, so we'll so check that out. All right, so yeah, another tangent. Sorry, but yeah, so Tech Nine, no, definitely not top fifteen for me. Okay. Well, disregard my ranking because I shouldn't be given rankings when I don't even have my rankings with me. So let's make a point. Let's get to the rankings next week, uh, yeah. since it's probably been a good three or four months since we've really gone over rankings. So let's it get has. that. In, let's get that in next week's show, and I'll have okay. to do a review to see exactly what we've re- what we have reviewed to put in my rankings. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that brings us to um, the new Zach Branham, uh, the comeback. Uh, I don't know what album number this is.
1: We got to be on number
0: like seven, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I would think so. Um, let me do a quick search, real quick. I've got, got it. We've we we got, got come back, and... the foundation, you, you get what you founder. give, yeah, yep. Um What else we have? So you got the foundation, two thousand eight. You get what you give, uncaged, Jekyll and Hyde, welcome home, the owl, and the comeback. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Good call. There we go. Good call. Um, Yeah. What'd you think of the album?
1: Uh,
0: I think it's a good um, album title. (laughs) I think the album title sets you up for the album. It is a a proper comeback for Zach Brown band as they've kind of flew off the reservation the last couple of albums with their uh, experimenting and just all over the board type of music, which is, I mean, it was, it was like a, a, they were a band with ADD, man. They couldn't stay in one lane. Uh, they just went all over the place. And this one, they stay in one lane. Um, and they do it well. They're one of the best country artists out there. Um, and this is a really good country album. Um, and much like I like Jerry Cantrell's harmonies, Zach Brown Band, great harmonies in this band. Um, they make every song sound better. Um, yep. that way they harmonize throughout each uh, uh, um, tune. Um, I can do without uh the constant talk about beaches and margaritas and stuff, I just don't care about that. It's just not a relatable topic to me. And uh-huh. him, Zach Brown and, and Kenny Chesney and Sammy Hagar and uh who's another one? Uh Jimmy Buffett. It's like yeah. sometimes that's that's they, they get stuck on those topics. I'm like, all right, moving on. Uh the uh, the best song on the album is Stubborn Pride oh, featuring yeah. Marcus King. Uh yes. awesome song killer song and it's seven minutes long and there's an amazing guitar solo it's a beautiful beautiful tune Uh, but overall it's it's a really good album brings you back to when they first came out same boat um, as everybody knows at this point same boat is basically uh, toes 2021 i'm not sure why they did that or why they thought they could get away with that Um, but basically you can sing toes while listening to same boat and it's the same exact song with different lyrics huh i didn't i think you brought that up to me and i didn't go back and listen to it to see if that was true but i'll take your word for it um yeah i mean there was a time when all listened to was zach brown um when it came to country music if kathy said hey let's listen to country music and i would be like "Eh, but do we really need to i said okay <laughs> let's listen to zach brown um Great album, like I said. I mean, it's definitely come back. It's nice that, you know, they get back to what they're doing, like you said. Um, it debuted at number three on the country album charts, on Billboard's country album charts. So, um, wow, it debuted at 27 overall. Um, number three on the countries. So, I mean, behind yeah. Morgan Wallet, obviously. I don't know. It doesn't say that. It was just Wikipedia, okay, well, but more than yeah, all, I mean it's definitely one of them, yeah, I imagine so, yeah, I would think, I don't know what happens if I hit it? I don't know, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter, no, yeah, you're right, it's not gonna let me know. <laughs> So yeah, I mean there's really not I mean I feel like we kind of given the last two albums kind of not really a whole lot of attention, but I mean I haven't listened to Zach Brown since Jerry Cantrell and and uh the Biscuit came out, so it's not fresh on my mind. Well, so I I was listening so I was talking about I I listened to uh, Tech 9 each day after work coming home. I listened to Zach Brown band every morning that I went to work over the last week. So, okay. I feel like I've gave it proper attention. He he did take a back seat to uh Limp Biscuits and Jerry Control over the weekend, but I went back to it today. Hey, good for Zach Brown also. Fifteen songs, fifty-three minutes. You know, that's yeah. the way I like it. That's what I want. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, that's I mean that's a that's a good length. Yeah, not asking too much here. The album cover is awful. Yeah, <laughs> it's just him standing in a river, uh up to his uh, pectorials showing off his, <laughs> his shoulder and neck tattoos with a weird hat on. Um, yeah. What was I don't, the thought process behind that album cover? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. It's crazy. So this is what the last one review says. Um, the comeback is where Zach Brown is for now which is also where they started and probably where they should, where they always should have been mm-hmm. and where they always should be. It may yeah. not work for you, but it works for them because it is who they are as opposed to who they want to be. That's I think that good. sums it all up. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. So they gave it a 6.5 out of 10. This That's, it's not real good. Savingcountrymusic.com. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that kind of wraps up our lengthy album reviews yeah that's Good a whole job. lot four of them yeah four, four of, them. of them that's a lot I mean well it was that audible They was I felt needed to talk to him because I think that's two of the um well obviously we didn't know about the Limp Biscuit one but that Jerry Cantrell that's been highly anticipated for us for quite some time absolutely so we had to we had to we had to get it out there. I couldn't hold it in any longer. I respect it. All right, cool. Well, that brings us to this top five list, which I fucking struggled with. Um, you wanted to do our top five favorite album runs from an artist. yeah, is that right? That is correct? okay um it was cuz there's was, a lot it, yeah, a lot was, of bands that put out really good albums um yeah i i have a hard time i i'm going to freely admit i have a hard time getting invested in these types of lists okay um just because I mean, so much so much great music out there and when you when you latch onto a band that is one of your favorites, it's hard to say, okay, well, that album sucks
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it, and it interrupts the flow unless you're highly suspect. Um, <laughs> you know it, it's tough to, to tough to say that or even you know, Guns and Roses. Um, you know, I mean, you had the first three, but could you consider use your illusion one and two? separate releases or was it all one big release that's tough so Mm -hmm. yeah you start us off with this one what's your number five my number five is the uh the rock band warrant uh it is 30 rotten filthy stinking rich cherry pie um dog eat dog and ultra phobic back to back to back to back um, everybody knows, most people know anyway in the rock community, they know of Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Stinkin' Rich, Cherry Pie. Yeah. Uh, those are their two multi-platinum selling albums. Um, and then Grunge came in and then they released Doggy Dog and Ultraphobic to much less fanfare. But those two albums uh, stacked up just as well as the front two albums. Um, I've loved all four of these albums. Warren's one of my favorite 80s bands. Uh, this was a great four album run. Um, and then Jamie Lane went his separate ways and Warren hasn't really released a good album since then. But for these four albums, I, I'd, I'd put them up as I as I rank them number five. I put them up against most bands. OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Hey, you'd be happy to know, Mike, uh, when I got to the Slipknot concert, Trey was talking to a group of dudes. And one of them was a a major Warrant fan. We had warrants. oh boy, we had Warrant stories to tell. <laughs> warrant, Warrant, war stories to tell. Yeah, Warrant war stories at a Slipknot concert. That was a surprise. Yeah, that just that doesn't that doesn't fit. That is that's twi- <laughs> that's Twilight Zone shit. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, my number five is the Clash. Um. You got the Clash. You got give them enough rope, and you have London Calling. Um. There was nothing at this time. The Clash, you know, I I, I get that they're considered punk music, but when you listen to The Clash, you don't get that punk vibe. I think they're just a solid rock band. Um, There's nothing. I mean, London Calling to me is, I mean, it's a a classic. I can go on and on and on. Uh, You can talk about London Calling. You can talk about Train and Vane. Their debut is fantastic, giving up rope. Um, there's nothing really you can say about it. That's 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 my number five. I love the clash. Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, number four for me is going to be Alice in Chains, uh, Facelift Dirt Jar of Flies, um, self titled album. Uh, You can put sap in there somewhere as well. Um, you know, that it for one. It's amazing to hear facelift and dirt, and then go and see what they can do with with Jar and Flies and their and played the album. Um, and we kind of talked about that with the Jerry Cantrell, uh, review. Uh, but they're they're an amazing band who knew they could write a perfect grunge song, but also write this beautiful acoustic tune, which is basically what all of and Flies is. Um, the you know, outside of Pearl Jam, they were my favorite band growing up in the 90s. I, I thought Lance Daly and Jerry Control were just an amazing duo. Um, and obviously, it's, it's stuck with me all the way through 2021. So that's why I put Alice in Chains with that run. You know, I wish there were more, but the, it is what it is. But Alice in Chains is number four. That is definitely, uh, yeah. I mean, your number four is my number one. Um, okay. there you go. There's 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 nobody... No, yeah, better. no, yeah. Um, that's just a given. It's not surprising. So, yeah. So, uh, we we'll, we don't even need to talk about that when it gets to number one. You hit everything. I mean, it's just okay. beautiful music. Um, my number four is Metallica. Um, Kill 'em All, puppets, and Justice for All, and then mm-hmm. obviously Metallica. I mean, mm-hmm. that's five, and I'll even say Load. Because I think it's a great album. I think their first six albums are just, they're fucking perfect. Yeah. Um, you're going to get people, are going to say, oh, but the Black album, you know, it changed everything that they were. That's fine. That's a band that needed to evolve. But what they evolved into is what makes them so great. You know, they went from a thrash metal band um, that were phenomenal as well. I mean, you can't go wrong with, you know... Like I can master puppets and justice for all just those two are my favorites. But then the black album, which was just straight on great heavy metal, hard rock, heavy metal. And then load, I think is very underrated, but we've talked about that before. Yeah. So my number, what number was that for Metallica? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you hit my number one. That's my number one. And I also did it nice. through load uh, because I absolutely love load. Uh, yeah. Summer of 95. I think it was, that was the CD that got like 80% of my spins. I King nothing. I mean, I just listened to King nothing earlier tonight. It's such a great yes. song. Um, yeah. and the rest of that album is just great. So yeah, you, you said all you needed to say. I mean, six album run and they completely yeah. changed their style and they still made it great. So well, even, even going one. from even going from and justice, just at all to the black album to yeah. load. You know, because Load had a lot of different elements. You know, they got a lot of flack on for being considered alternative. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, to, to ha- see them change over those three albums was just, it was crazy. So, mm-hmm. dig it. What's your number three? My number three is Pantera. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was some difficult choices here. I had to do some that elimination, is. but uh, Pantera, Cowboys from Hell, Vulgar Display of Power, Far Beyond Driven. Now, I will say, growing up, those were the three albums for me. It took me a, a little bit longer to get into Great Southern Drink Kill and uh, Reinventing the Steel, but now I think those are also great albums. Uh, so, really, it's their entire collection. But uh, growing up, it was Cowboys from Hell, Vulgar Display of Power, Far Beyond Driven. What a just a excellent run of freaking albums man and then by by the time far beyond driven came around they you know they propelled themselves into an arena heavy metal band the first heavy metal band that's ever debuted number one uh just i mean they just what a band guy i mean all four of them rex brown at the bass, the brothers on on the vocals awesome albums yeah i I mean a lot of band. i mean a great band obviously and uh a band that wasn't getting at least they weren't getting a lot of obviously radio play or MTV mm-hmm. play, you know, yeah. um, for them to do what they did. I mean, is is pretty fantastic. Yeah. My number three, Led Zeppelin. Mm. Um, yeah, again, you know, a lot of people they're like, well, Led Zeppelin one and two weren't that great. Um, I have to disagree. That's my opinion. One, two, three, four, and houses of the holy. Um, are the best Led Zeppelin albums out there. Um, people say Physical Graffiti is good. Eh. I don't dig it as much, but um, I think for a band that's basically changed them along with Black Sabbath, changed um, rock and made it more heavy and more exciting, Nothing's better than them. I mean, there's a couple bands that are better, but those were great five albums. hmm Good and uh, my number two is my favorite band Pearl Jam. Uh, to me, Ten versus Vitalogy, man. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's where it's been my entire life. But yeah, they've they've released good solid albums ever since then. And um, they've had a couple good runs. Uh, but Ten versus Vitalogy, there's not a skip track. I mean, you could say Rats, perhaps, or um, there's another kind of silly one uh, that does kind of the same thing as Rats. But to me, there's really not a skip track in all three of those albums. And they released all three of them in, what, a two-year span, I want to say? Yeah. Uh, Just an amazing run of unbelievable songs um, and and tunes and albums for for Pearl Jam. So, And and this was really close for number one. Um, But uh, I gave the Metallica six more points than I gave the Pearl Jam three. But it's real, real close. Yeah, I mean, number they're my number two as well. I mean, in those exact same three albums. Um, they're, they're yeah, I mean, there's not a track on there that you skip. Um, even Rats. I mean, it, it's just, again, I, I listened to these the other day um, as well, just because I was in a Pearl Jam mood. So um, you pretty much said it best. I mean, they, while they weren't, you know, they still, I, I think that, I mean, they're still a favorite band of mine, but I mean, I, obviously, Alice Chains up there there um, is number one. And you put Metallica up there. I'm just kind of surprised by that. I figured these guys would be your number one. Oh, yeah. Again, very close. Very, very yeah. close. Well, what were some of your honorable mentions? Just throw them out there. Uh, tool, Against uh, yep. Machine, Nine Inch Nails, uh, Beginning, uh, Deftones, you know, journalized around the fur um, and white pony, uh, the system of a down run, uh, Sound Garden, uh, beginning of incubus, uh, the middle years of red hot chili peppers, uh, the, uh, the Sammy Hagar uh, Van Halen and uh, uh, Motley, Cr- Motley Cruz run uh, through um, Dr. Feelgood. Yep. one of those good ones. I had a uh, public enemy, Evan M.
1: Yeah, um,
0: He was on there. Uh, great, let's see, who else did I have? Um, Royal Blood. Yeah. You know, only has put out three albums, but every album has been fantastic. Yeah. Um, there's nothing on there that, that are skippable. Um, I think they're great songs. Um, yeah, I mean, you can go uh, David Lee Ross, Van Halen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, there's just, there, there are so many that are out there. Obviously, let's see, Run DMC. Um, with their self titled being King of Rock and then Raising Hell. Yeah, I mean, I there's a, there's include, a lot. Yeah. I should include Dead Sarah uh, because I love all three of their albums. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, you could throw ACDC on there. Sure. Definitely. I mean, there's there's so many bands out there that have great, great stuff. But notice, though, besides obviously me just throwing Royal Blood out there, there's really not any modern rock bands on there not a lot uh, that's for sure and i think that stems from a lot of the concept of albums putting out good albums is dead you know everybody wants to put out singles so i mean you could have said highly suspect their first two albums was awesome unfortunately the last one was a dud so that took them out of contention Mm -hmm. cool fun (laughs) <laughs> that was a that was a better that was a better list than I thought it was going to be. Good, 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 good. Well, that kind of brings us to the end of everything. Unless yeah, there's something else that you want to talk about, we well, went over uh-huh. a long time yeah, hour and a half hour and a half, man. That's what happens when we go on two week breaks. Right. So no more two week breaks. Um, Hopefully, we'll have to. I think Monday nights I think it'll work pretty good. We're gonna have to try to figure out how to get this on the weekend somehow. I think that's okay. really the best. Because okay. I'm having to rely on Pearl to go to sleep, and it's just, it's never a guarantee that she's going to go to sleep. She, nah. she, she took it up to the wire tonight. I, I tried to get her early. I went in to put her to bed at 7, and it was 8.20 before she uh, finally decided to shut it down. Oof. Yeah. Well, see, the problem is I normally have to work on Sunday nights.
1: Well, we so. should find
0: daytime action, perhaps. Mm-hmm. that we That's true. Happen. That's true. We can make daytime action happen, so... All right. Well, what what do we want to talk about then on Sunday? Uh, I don't know. I think we. Uh, I think we basically. Oh, by the way, I can't. I can't do it this Sunday. Ah, so, okay. No Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, that's pretty awful on my end. We, you know, we have a lot of albums out there to review. I mean, do you want? You want to dr- review some Iron Maiden? Yeah, we can do some Iron Maiden. Do we have the list of albums that are coming out this week? Um, let me see. Now the Iron Maiden dun, dun, dun. album is like an hour and fifteen minutes long, so we we could Ooh. keep it at one. <laughs> no, we can't do one. All right, we can't do one. So how about Mastodon? You want to do some Mastodon? <sighs> no, we're gonna do Maiden and Mastodon. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Well here, here, let me look at my list. See see what which one of these that I named earlier. Well, we've um, got the new bullet bullet from my Valentine coming out on Friday. Okay. And then we got What about plush? Ooh, that's an interesting one. You got Radiohead coming out with an oh no, never mind. That's no, a a. A. I mean, That's not a new one. Yeah. Um Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, we could do Ed Sharon. You want to do Ed Sheeran and Iron Maiden? Yeah, that sounds good. Talking nice. about total total different ends of the spectrum, but yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Give a, cool. a list for us. Oh huh. That's a tough one. Um God damn. No, I don't. <laughs> you, so I think you said last week and before I made top the Top five Pearl line. Jam songs. Yeah, there you go. So let's Yeah, do let's that do one. top five Pearl Jam songs. Okay. It'll be interesting. Again, it's kind of tough to really... I mean, I guess we don't have to turn every list into a debate, which we haven't had a good debate for a while. Which really just consists of me yelling at you. Yes, that's um, correct. So... I don't need to yell at you. Let's do top five Pearl Jam songs. Okay, sounds good. All right, cool. Well, then, until then, um, until we figure out what day, since obviously Will's not available on Sunday. So, yeah, until then, folks, stay safe, stay happy, happy November. It's no shave November. Yeah, welcome to November. Of course, I haven't shaved in a little while, so I don't really, don't really play that game. (laughs) all right take care all right so we'll talk to you soon
1: bye